Jason, along here with Chris. Yo. And just me. Yeah. Ashley had a emergency, so she had to duck out at the last second. So the show's a lot less sexy this week, but we'll do what we can. Yeah. If I need to flash a nip, I can do it. Yeah, we'll, th- we'll uh, do a helicopter action. Yeah, I can do the little helicopter spin. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had uh, issues last two weeks ago now. Are we talking about us or the team? Ooh, we'll, we'll get into that. Hot garbage. God, they're bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, so they are not good. No, we had a, right before you guys came over to record, I would just do my normal run through everything yep. and test stuff. Because we, we had a splitter issue last time. Right. And uh, yeah, it wasn't working. <laughs> Nothing was working. Fun times. And so I was like, it's either the computer, which is a massive issue, or the or the board. And Thankfully, luckily, the board. It was the board. And we got a new board. So that's why we're able to record again so yay for us and the budget once again it's back in the red back in the red for the budget way in the red that's right but we're still good so anyway a lot of stuff to go over we got the official winter classic jersey reveal yep we got uh some injury news we got some call-ups some sent down news we got a ton of stuff to go over alumni news our segment this week since it's kind of the blues 50th anniversary we're gonna do this new kind of thing we're going like this week in blues history Kind of recap um, everything that's happened over that week. Yeah, just different stuff. <laughs> different stuff that just happened. And I'm going to apologize in advance if I sound really nasally. I uh, I did a lot of house cleaning today, and I'm highly allergic to dust, and I feel like I'm just like socked in with the muck. Yeah. So if I sound really bad, I apologize. Oh, you're fine. So we'll get it. we'll get through it. So let's get into the blues news first. So let's go to injury news first. Joel Edmondson hurt. Upper body injury, not really said what it is. I haven't tried to look it up and haven't found anything. I I mean, I saw a couple of hits that he took, but nothing that was crazy. Yeah, so he's out. He'll be evaluated in three weeks. That sounds like concussion, yeah. That's what I was guessing. So it's kind of weird they put a time on it, though, which I thought was kind of odd. Right. And uh, Barbara Tuzo also is injured as well. Um, as of today, which is 11-15, he skated with the team, but technically he says skated with the team, but kind of on his own away from the practice. Right. So he said he'll hitch that so he no should contact. be a player this week. So expect to see him back in the lineup this week. So good stuff there for him. Uh, and a call-up because of Bortuzzo's injury and Edmondson's injury, uh, Pateri Limbaum is alive. Who I like. Yeah, so he was injured, actually, with a hamstring inju- injury down in uh, Chicago. And he only had three games, no goals, no assist, zero, no plus minus. So Sweet. But he was up and he's looked okay. So I think he's, Yeah, he's held his own. Yeah, so I like it. So uh, uh, The only other injury that I think we missed was uh, the Blues offense <laughs> is um, dead uh, with an entire body injury. Yeah, like everything hurt. And then uh, out indefinitely. Yeah. Apparently. So it's uh, it's been interesting. So I guess the other kind of sent down news: Ty Ratty got sent down on a quote unquote conditioning stint. Is what they had. It seems to be a common problem, it's, doesn't it? It's basically a way to get them down to the uh, minors and get some games in without having to go through waivers, right? So he's on a conditioning stint. So he spent three games and got one assist. So let me ask you: Do you think that it's truly a conditioning issue with him, or do you think that that's the cover they use to? Get through the red tape. I think it's the red tape issue. I think it's just getting him some games just to like. That's what hey, I. Hey, we don't too. trust you a hundred percent to be in games yet. I feel like it's like the Patriots in the NFL where everybody's listed on the uh, on the. Um, yeah, everybody's questionable. Yeah, everybody's questionable on the injury update. Um, I don't know, man. I got to tell you, like I've always been a ratty guy, but I I just don't think he's got it. I thought it was a long time. It was a hitch issue. Like, you know, like, oh, the young guys, yada, yada, yada. But when he has given him time to play, like, I just haven't been super impressed. So. No, I, I haven't either. And I know he got a couple of goals, but for the most part, they've all been kind of crap goals. Like, one went off his ass. 
Yeah. One went off his knee. And he had a flexion goal. And yeah. then he actually had one half in the slot that he got. So one out of four is what was a goal. And yeah. my thing is, like, if he is that dominant or whatever, and he went on this conditioning stint, one assist in three minor league games. Like, if you're that good of a player who should be an NHL player, you should have who is a quote-unquote a scorer. Let's yeah, I agree. Way. I agree. You should have something to show for. And that's just... Who knows how I got used on in Chicago or whatever. I don't know. But at the same time, I expect more from him. So I think that's pretty much the sum of his career right now is I expected more. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people who you thought you'd get more out of right now, uh, Neo Yakupov, which... Is I don't know if that's of, his fault. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get into. I think he kind of... He's been officially been sitting for four of the last six games. He's sitting out tonight against Buffalo. Yep. He Out of those two games he did play... He played barely 10 minutes of each one, and he was – and then the last one, it was only six minutes, and he was benched for the whole third period and only played two shifts in the second period of that game where they lost to um, – no, he wasn't the Columbus game. It was one before that. The uh, – who else did we lose to recently? Everybody. It wasn't, it wasn't the Blackhawks. Chicago Hawks. and Chicago. No, we were at that game. Yeah, it was the Blackhawks. one after the Blackhawks, whatever that one was. Detroit. Nashville. Nashville, thank you. So – yeah, it's been a uh, interesting. I, I like the and dude, he man, is, and he's you know said the right things, and he said it's not a, uh, you know, it's not like a hard game to play. He just had to be smart. And Kitch said it's it's a where he was positional issues, and we'll get that corrected. Well, I mean, look, you're not going to put a guy like Nelnet Yakupov on the fourth line, so it's not like he and Ryan Reeves are competing for his spot. I think the guy that he's competing with is uh, Dimitri Yaskin. And he's had his moments the last couple of games. But. So has Yakupov when he's been in the lineup. And, and to me, I think the speed is better on Yakupov. The scoring ability is better on Yakupov. Um, he's younger, I believe, yes. Or close, to the, or close to the same age. Defensively, I'll give it to Yaskin. I mean, 100%. Like, we had, yeah. I had a, somebody tweeting today when I kind of put it out there that I thought – Yakupov's going to get the sh- not a fair shake so far. And people gave me, like a, I guess, he went to a website and said, like, they're his base Corsi, pretty much. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, if you look at everything, Yakupov was better offensively, but defensively, um, he was better, which I thought was, like, really, really odd. How many goals have we scored over the last 10 games? What's our, what's our goals per game average? Like, barely two. Okay. Uh, I want dudes out on the ice right now that can put the puck in the F and net. If you take that Colorado game away, where the Blues scored five, yeah, I don't remember a game where the Blues have scored more than two in the last three weeks. The outside well, scored the four and the Columbus, but they're getting blown out though. So that's kind okay. Of like well, the, I, yeah, you gave up eight. Yeah, that's the problem though. So, um. So, so it's been it's to been me like I run. want someone who can who's got speed and can and can go to the net, man. And and Yaskin doesn't really seem to be that dude right now. And Yakupov's got heat. I mean, damn, he damn near won that Edmonton game on his own for us. Yeah. So I mean, he has the skill, and I think it's a matter of just kind of letting him go and do his thing. That's the that's why I think it's a problem. Kind of is with. He doesn't play well in a structure right now, but also like he hasn't had time to gel. Right, is my hasn't. thing. That's my thing. It's like um, they talked about the beginning of the year when they acquired. I'm like, well, let's get him in. We're gonna let him ease him in and do this and this. But having him sit for four or six games, do and, then, to and only letting him play ten games and our ten minutes of one game, and most of it was on a fourth line. No, that's not gonna do a guy who's known as a goal scorer. And everybody complained about Ratty. Right. Yesterday with Ratty. Right. Guess what? He's doing the same thing with Yakupov. And I, I can't think of anyone better that you're going to get right now that's available. Uh, especially yeah. for not for the price we gave up, which was freaking nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't get it. I If if this team was clicking and we're, you know, four or five goals a game yeah. and we're on a six-game winning streak and this team is full speed ahead, fine, man. Don't mess with the chemistry. But this team is, number one, most importantly, losing games. And secondly, just dead offensively. Correct. Just dead. Yeah, and then not – I mean, and also defensively it's been shaky at best. Which makes the argument for Yaskin. But, dude, let's take away 
the Columbus game, the eight goal game. Okay. Look at the Chicago game. That's all Jake Allen. Yeah, Jake Allen. Played Jake it. Allen keeps you in that game. But uh, but you're right. There. We'll get into that. We'll get into the game. How about we just get that? Let's jump into the game so we right. can talk about the offense. Point so. point being, um, you can say what you want about the defense. You have to score more than one goal yeah. to win games unless you're going to shut out everybody, and you're not going to do that. And unfortunately, that's where it's gotten to the point of where we're just like, when it gets one goal scored against, you're like, oh, well, we're really, screwed. Really, uh, the Blues games right now has been the first team to score two wins, and that has not been the Blues a lot. Yep. Um, so let's get into the games. Me and you are at this game, so we were able to go to the Chicago game. Yep. And uh, overall, like I thought it was a really good back-and-forth game over, like, I think – I think before we get to the game, let's talk about what happened before the game because I think that was oh, the uh, Veterans Day. Uh, yeah, that was something really, really special to be a part of. Uh, for those of you who didn't get to see it on TV, uh, it was the National Game of the Week on NBC Sports Network, um, and the Blues celebrated Veterans Day that day. They gave away uh, posters and 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 had and armed forces guys. And yeah, stuff, and yeah. they had armed forces guys come out and present the colors. Uh, and what they did for the national anthem was they had a gentleman who I believe was with the Navy. He's done the national anthem a handful of times right. at the game. Uh, come out and he started to sing the anthem, but before he started, Tom Calhoun asked if everybody, both blues fans and Blackhawks fans would sing the anthem and credit where credit is due. Uh, I've never been a fan for the, what the Blackhawks do during the, during the anthem. Like yeah. I get it's their thing. Personally, I find it disrespectful, uh, but whatever. Kudos for them for not just making a, a lot of noise and actually singing the song. Um, because to be in an arena and hear that many people sing um, the national anthem, this was the day after the election, by the way. Yeah, I'll have to um, bring that up. Yeah, was was something really, really cool to be a part of. Yeah, it was a very cool thing because I mean. We're not getting into the obviously no. We're not so. going to talk politics, but obviously, yeah. So obviously, there's a lot of shocked, stunned, hurt people. There's a lot of people in the country. You're less than 24 hours from Trump being elected president. It's a lot of people who don't know what's going on with the future of the country. Yeah, basically, the very see the race is called basically Wednesday. So you're talking like 18, 16 hours. Eight, yeah, 16 hours yeah. since that officially he was made president. People are obviously a lot of things that went down. Already, but but so I think it was very good kind of healing type. I agree. I, I think it was it was very cool uh, and really really um, neat to be a part of. Uh, if you were there, then I'm sure you know what we're talking about. But even on TV, I think it came across really well. Or if not, look on the uh, NBC Sports. Yeah, uh, NBC Facebook. Sports Plus did a phenomenal job of covering it, and they had a, that was on their Facebook page. I saw when we yeah. were. Uh, it was home very very cool. So I hear it. It was that cool. It was sing, and not one. I mean, you were obviously just pointing out not one yelling during the whole thing. The whole anthem. yeah, not one Chicago. Like we were, my season tickets are in the uh, in the corner where the Blues defend twice. Well, so there's a lot of so we Black were Hawk surrounded fans. by Blackhawk fans. Not one, and not one was making so, an ass out of so, themselves. They so, were all singing. So kudos to them. Yep, and I'll credit say where credit is due. Blackhawk yep, fans, yeah, you so. you definitely. Uh, you showed up and you did you did the team and the country proud. Yeah, and outside of the guy spilling a whole uh, sandwich right in front of us, almost yeah, almost nailing totally me. totally ate shit. Yeah, so fun stuff there. So the, this is actually a really good back and forth game. Nothing happening in the first period. So Marion Hosa gets his uh, seventh of the year from Forsling and Panarin at the one twenty two mark of the second. Me and you were out and about, stuck in the hallway. So it was a sold out game. So me and yep. you were. Uh, I think we were we getting yeah we were checking out some of the Winter Classic jersey and stuff like that. Correct. So we were trying to get through all that craziness. So basically, the Blues had their chances. Man, this was a really good like second period where they put a lot of shots. And I hate to say, but Crawford was good. Both goalies were phenomenal this game. Yeah, uh, I know Allen had. I think I counted. I have marked down three breakaways that game. Yep. Two were against Kane. Yeah. So I mean, when you're talking Patrick Cole and, and Patrick, and Kane. he had one right in front of us in the first. Where he poke checked it away at a, just a perfect time because not only poke checked it away, but he had Taze following him and poke checked it away from Kane, away from Taze into a corner. Yeah, so it was a really good move there. So the Blues had their chance in the third man. That you're like, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. The head chance after chance hit a post one time, yeah. and finally off of kind of a scramble, uh, 
Crawford didn't see the puck and it got back to Petrangelo after Schwartz kept it alive. Almost it cleared his own. And Petrangelo gets a slapper from the point that gets right on the ground. It goes right through Crawford for his third of the year. Yeah, from Schwartz it and Tarasenko. Like a very innocent shot too. Yeah, because me, everybody was everybody in the. It was kind of like delayed reaction because everybody was surprised it happened like that. Yeah. Uh, the seventeen forty nine mark. So Blues get the late tying goal. So you're like Blues are pumped. Yep. Let's do this. Let's take our second delay of game period penalty of the game out. And that was a weird one because that one was. It was just inside the zone and cleared it and just flipped it across the edge and was trying to get out of the zone because there's a little pressure. Put it into Chicago's bench, yes. Yes, above. If it goes in the bench, you're cool. But if it goes above the glass, above where the benches are at, that's considered delay a game. Got it. So just cleared over that and they huddled and, you know, they tried it. Then, of course. Didn't happen. Blues do a fantastic job. Oh my god! Off. Like they didn't even get a, really a chance to get set up. No, they the shut third it down period. because they they not only uh, had that power play to end the third, but to start overtime. Yeah, so overtime starts. They get the power play, and it's only twenty seconds in. So you're like twenty seconds. We got this. It's four on three because that's how they work overtime yep. and uh, power play in overtime. So they get set up, and the first shot, our Tim and Panarin puts it in. <laughs> So, you know what I was going to ask you? Uh, Just after the power play ended. Right. I was going to ask you this when there was a stop and play, and that stop and play ended up being the end of the game. Because I always forget this rule. When you start a game on the power play, when it ends, does it go four on four until the next stoppage? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. So, Panarin gets his six from Seabrook and Kane, kind of like a weird shot where he just got the puck in the off the top right circle and just yep. fired over a shot shoulder. and then uh Allen was screened in front and two to one Chicago. I'll take that point. I, I hate to say that, but you at know. this time they were not hot to garbage. They were just kinda like, oh okay, we're kinda struggling a little bit. Let's see how it yeah. goes. And Chicago's been was written really good. And the last twenty three days, I think it was after this game, was twenty the last twenty three days wound up being nine oh and two. So ridiculous, and unfortunately, they're getting hot, and so is Nashville. Who the Blues get to play next? So, quick Blues. side note on on Chicago: Did you see that the league came out and is redoing their schedules starting next year, so they don't have the two long road trips every year? No, I did not see that. The Blackhawks traditionally have two two week long road trips. One when the circus comes to United Center. Yes, I know that one. And then the other one, I forget what it is. Mm. But there's another thing that takes over United. Like the draft Center. or something, maybe. Um, and they're they're chopping it up so that they don't have to try to squeeze 41 home games into quite as bit of a, a time frame. Because I guess they said that traditionally to make up for that, there are weeks where there will be a Hawks home game every other night for two weeks. Which sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Like It sounds like a good problem to have. That's a, that's a big commitment. Yep, I get it. So uh, the Blues go to Nashville, who is starting to heat up after kind of a slow, slow start. start. Uh, Renee's playing really well. Um, their defense, like I, I admit, I thought their defense was not as good as in the past with Shea Weber because with uh, P.K. Subban kind of their transitioning game I thought was better because he yes. moves it up faster. But I, I did think they did what people talked about. They sacrificed the defensive structure for a little more uh, pushing the pace, a little more offense. Which they don't really have a number one center. Oh, they take it back. They have Ryan Johansson. But, I mean, they really don't have, like, a lot of uh, impact out front. outside of maybe Johansson Forsberg. Yeah, type. I mean, yeah, James Neal. Yeah. It's like, I think he's okay. But I think uh, – so, unfortunately, those guys weren't even the issue. Well, I'll take it back. Neal got the goal, but it was uh, Kali Huron and Jaranek. Right. That guy. That guy. Lots of consonants. Yeah, he actually was the guy who came over in the Detroit uh, trade that they had for uh, – I got who forgot who it was. It was like for was it Kyle Quincy. I could be wrong. Somebody will correct me on that. So let's get into the game, though. Gene Schwartz starts off in the first period with his third goal of the year from Tarasenko and Pareko about the four-minute mark in. So Blues up one nothing. You're like, all right, back-to-back And they games. scored first. Yeah, which hasn't happened in a long time. So you're like, yay, they're coming back and doing good. And for this game, Carter Hutton is in to play his old Doesn't team. Doesn't surprise me. Which I would figure that would happen anyway. So, um, unfortunately, uh, he lets a goal in from the slot, which he was making a lot of good saves, and this one was kind of odd. He, uh, uh, Kali Hranek was in the slot and kind of took a wrist shot, and it was kind of like up and over his glove, but the way he was positioned, I thought it was not very good. Yeah, he didn't seem to be very square. Yeah, thank you. That's all I was trying to go for. So he gets his second from Colin Wilson and Irwin uh, at the 1826 mark. So 
They get the momentum going to the third period and Aaron carried over as James Neal gets kind of a weird goal here. His fourth of the year yeah. for Mike Ribeiro and uh, Aberg at the 344 mark. And then. And then right out, right after that, Cali Granick gets his third one <laughs> <laughs> from Mike Fisher and Philip Forsberg at the 450 mark. So about a minute later. So the Blues get buried very, very quickly. It's all it takes, man. You know, the Blues, I thought, played a good game. If you take away that those four minutes, the problem is you can't take away those four minutes. It seems like when it happens, I think it kind of down real quick. And I'll get into these uh, comments that I thought were very interesting from uh, Paul Stasny. So the Blues, you think, like, okay, they got Columbus. It's just Columbus. We'll be good. Hmm. Wrong. Wrong. This was this game. Prison rape. Oh, man. It was... It just started off bad and just got worse. And got worse. And worse and worse. So, Jake Allen, not having it. I didn't get to see this game. Thank God. You should be very happy. I was out with friends. and uh, I was like, I right. can't imagine how Mike was during this oh, game. Oh, man. He was uh, – the, the thing is, like, after the first period, he, I was just like, all right, man, it'll be okay. And then after the fourth goal, he was just like, give me another beer. Let's go. He just didn't care. So it's funny. So Sam Gagne gets his fifth of the year from Hartnell and uh, Sedidlak at the 234 mark. Off of, eh. all these are a pretty pedestrian goal. I thought it wasn't. It was. I thought all the. I thought all Jake Allen's goals were very savable, in my opinion. Uh, yes, I think that this was a especially the second breakdown. one. So Kevin Shatkirk gets off a, a goal on the power play. The power play is actually working. And this game it worked really well. That's the only thing that worked well during this game was the power play. Blues went four for five, a little foreshadowing. Shankar gets his fourth of the year on the power play from Tarasenko and Perron at the 635 mark off a nice pass, and he beat a Barab- Bobrovsky. There we go. Uh, on the ice, like his weak side, on his glove side. So it was a pretty nice goal. I liked it. I was like, all right, there we go. Keep going, boys. And then less than nine seconds later, Nick Fogliano gets his sixth of the year from Brendan Saad off the faceoff. Comes down, takes a shot on goal, and it just pops off his uh, glove and into the back of the net. And you're like, okay, there we go. Then Alexander Wenberg, who thank my, my fantasy team did well, picked him up for this game. There you go. Yay me. Frank gets his second of the year from Brendan Saad and Nick Fogliano at the 15-10 mark. Off another goal that was in the slot and just blasted it by Jake Allen, which – this is the fourth, right? This is the third, and we're going to get into it. So Sam Gagne gets a second of the game in the second period from Scott Hartnell and Sedlak at the 518 mark. Now let's make it worse. Brandon Dubinsky, his first of the year. Of course he does. From Cam Atkinson and Boone Jenner at the 556 mark. That's a great hockey name. Boone Jenner? Yeah. I don't know. And then let's get even worse. So here's one that I'm going to mess this one up too. Marcus Nitavaro. Sure. From Cam Atkinson and Boone Jenner at the 10.52 mark. So now the score is 6-1. Six six to one. One. You want to make it worse? William Carlson, second of the year from Savard and Atkinson at 13.30 mark. 7-1. to one. So at this point, you're like, when Carlson scored, it, it, was, it was really funny. Because like, he kind of did it, and he's like, oh, okay. Like, he's kind of like, oh, man, I feel bad kind of scoring that. The way his, like, his body language was to me, he's like, oh, man. Well, we're kind of like, mind you, this uh, Columbus team put up 10. 10. 10 a couple weeks ago. On the Canadians. Yeah, to score the first loss. They'll want 10 to nothing. Yeah. So this team knows how to score in bunches. And the same thing with them. Like, the last four or five goals they scored on, on Montreal, they didn't celebrate at all. They were just like, oh, all right. Sorry, guys. Is they're going to go in, they're going to go in. Well, look, the thing is, you can't stop playing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like football where you could just, I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to run the ball. Yeah. They kept going and kept it. And mind you, easy. some of those goals, man, they were just – not the pedestrian shots, man. I, I hate to say it, but the goaltending and de- defense were not on. Uh, at the end of this game, we'll just finish it up, and I'll give you a stat of the game, which people are going to uh, find interesting. Believe it or not, the Blues scored more goals. Bobby Fabry gets his second of the year on the power play from uh, Tarasenko and Laterra. Let's just go ahead and call these goals the uh, Vladimir Tarasenko Western Conference got, Final yeah. uh, commemorative goals. It's <laughs> true, though. Goals that mean absolute Nothing. And so that's the end of the second period. Seven to two. This we pretty much checked out here, so we were just like hanging out and we almost went down. We were at uh, the post. We almost went down to the pinball place. Oh yeah. I wanted to, but nobody wanted to for some reason. So anyway. 
Vladimir Tarasenko gets a goal here his, uh, in the third period, his sixth of the year from Shattenkirk and Perron. Uh, power play goal at the 21-second mark. So you're like, there we go, 7-3. to three. But Zach Warinski gets a uh, goal from the point. <laughs> Says, sit back down. And his fourth year from Atkinson and Fogliano at the 2.53 mark. But Robbie Fabry gets a nice uh, pass from Tarasenko for a wide-open net. He gets a goal, his third of the year, from Tarasenko and Perron at the 6.23 mark. And they finally play this one out just to get it over with. 8-4 to four is your final, boys and girls. And, uh, Yeehaw. That's where we sit. So... We play tonight against the Sabres, or excuse me, the Sabres. Yeah, the Buffalo Sabres. Which uh, I heard Burton say it this morning. I started busting, Did he? Yeah, yeah, I started busting up laughing. There so. is a, uh, there's a long-running joke there between Jeff Burton and myself from when we both worked uh, for the point back in the 90s. Uh, we used to work in the building that had KDNL. Uh, and KDNL also had Channel 11. So uh, there was a guy there who would cut all the promos. Uh, side know? note, before Chris gets into it, back in the day, there was actually Blues games on free TV. Yes. Go ahead. Correct. On Channel 11. On network TV. For you for you youngins. So um, the guy who did it knew nothing about sports. He just had a good voice. So we hear him recording. And, you know, they were always like the – it would show the graphic. You'd hear like, Sunday, Blues, Red Wings, 730 on KDNL. Yeah. So we hear him cutting, you know, like six or seven of these. And it gets to the Sabres one. And we're walking by. We hear, Sunday, Blues, Sabres, 730. Both Bert and I were like, I'm not going to tell him. Let's just let it go. (laughs) And that went to air. Oh, that's great. Because the next day I was watching Channel 30 and I see the graphic. Sunday, Blues, Sabres. Oh, so good. (laughs) So there's that. So if you were here, say that. That's the reason why. I think the story is hilarious. So, yeah, so the stat of the day is Alex Petrangelo, minus five. Jay Bo Meester, minus five. Um, the, I but think, do you put that on them, or do you put that on Jake Allen being Swiss cheese? I think Jake Allen gets at least the first three. The fourth one I thought was a good goal, but the third, the first three, I think he should have had. And I think yeah. the confidence was down, and... That's the main reason. It works right two ways, man. It's like, you know, look at what Brian Elliott's going through in Calgary. Yeah, he's at a... I mean, that isn't all on him. He's a 3.36 right now. Right. You know? And some of that is him, but some of that is that defense it's is horrible. Terrible. Yeah, so they're struggling up there. So it's pretty interesting uh, quote that uh, came out after the game from Paul Stastny, of all people, who's pretty much like kind of been the guy that says it how it is, which I kind of I really like. Yep. Uh, pretty much said, maybe we are mentally fragile. Like, flat out said it to uh, Rutherford and other people who were there. Well, know? was it the first year that he was here when the Blues went through a pretty long slump? And he was and like, he guys, out, he's like, down, yeah. And he's like, I've never been in a locker room where guys are this down for game this down, 29 or whatever. Yeah, was, for yeah. A, a loss on a Thursday in November. Yeah, so it's... And part of me is trying to take it like this, but it's been they're one five and one. Yeah, they're not the good. Seven. They are not good right and now. And they are twenty six, according to, as of right now, in goals scored per game. Yeah. And they're about and they're only uh like sixteenth in goals allowed. Yeah, they're they are not a good they're not a playoff hockey team right so now. So you take out like the eight goals against it gets a little bit higher and you're like kind of twelve. Sure, or, sure. But, I but mean that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, you need to score goals to win the game. Correct, to my and knowledge. If the if we're talking about a team that's six two and one, and had and had a bad game where they gave up eight, yeah, that's those games thing. are going to happen of of eighty two. But, but we've had three of those so far that's happened. And like, you look at the way this team is trending, especially offensively, and it's just <laughs> there's something wrong, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it is mentality i don't know if it's the lineup i don't know if it's coaching i don't know what it is but i can tell you this and i think i told you this last week that if this team continues to play like this i don't see ken hitchcock making it to christmas yeah maybe not even to thanksgiving because i mean that's an easy coaching change for us we have the best situation and that's the easiest thing to do too that's the easiest thing to do for the league right now everyone's like well who's the coach who's the first one to go I'll tell you right now, it's Ken Hitchcock because you don't have to look for an interim coach. You got your coach. He's right there. He's on the bench. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting uh, dynamic, which people said, is that going to play a factor this year? Who knows? 
If they keep playing like this, I think it will. It's the easiest. It's the easiest change you can make right now. As yep. much as people say, like, well, you got Shaq Kirk was one foot out the door. I was like, well, maybe dude but, scoring goals, but he's he's scoring goals, man. He's the only one that was producing for a while there. When we had those one, we were winning by a goal or two there. Yep. He was the only one scoring. Yeah, can't score the guy, can't trade the guy who's scoring, but at least he's raising yeah. his trade value. And, and by the way, he's a defenseman. Yeah. So where are you, Vladimir Tarasenko? He, well, Alex Steen. He scored. I'll say Alex Steen. I'll say Jaden Schwartz. I'll say yep. Yori Effen Laterra. I'll tell you right now, and, and you and I talked about this watching the Chicago game in person. There's something wrong with Jaden Schwartz and Robbie Fabry. Yeah, Robbie Fabry. He looked better. He actually was sat. Uh, one of the he was sat in the Nashville yeah. game, and uh, I thought he played. Even though uh, obviously that game was hot garbage, as we say, right. I thought he played a lot better in the Columbus game. He was actually on the puck, and he was he showed he was good. Yep. And Schwartz scored the goal in Nashville. But man, I'm telling you right now, like that kid's stretching. hands aren't there. There's like one game where there'd be like one stretch where he has a, where he has a lot of good chances, and then he's like, okay, there's a Jaden Schwartz we need, and then you don't hear from him the rest of the period. I've been to two games now, um, and both games I've been to, Schwartz has had chances to either win the game. Or at least put a the puck two in the on net. one with Tarasenko, where he had the wide open net and shot it like two foot wide yep. when he had his, a perfect pass. His hands are just not there well, right now. Be. Yeah, Jaden Schwartz of last year or two years ago or even three years ago puts that puck in the net eight nine times out of ten. Yeah, it's been a struggle. And right now he's fighting it. Yeah, it's been a been interesting. So we got Buffalo tonight. So let's hopefully they turn it around. That should be a W. They have I mean, a lot of injuries right now. You're, they're talking. They have Eichel out. They have yep. uh, Bogoyzin out. Yep. Uh, O'Reilly's out. Yep. They have a lot of the top guys this out. This should be medicine for the Blues to get their game right. If they can't, I'd be really – I think this – If they lose this game – I would not be surprised if we have something happen by the weekend. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And if they lose, regardless of how they lose, I think there's problems. If they come out and I'm look like awful. hot garbage again – I think there could be a change tonight. All right. I'll leave you with that, and we'll be right back to go over this week in Blues history. Back for this week in Blues history. So we're celebrating the Blues' 50th anniversary this year. So yes, 50, 50 years of mediocrity. Aside from the first three years where we went to the Cup, but we didn't, we didn't win, win a game. game. And then those 24 years where we made the playoffs, but never got to the Cup final. What he said. So, I can so tell, we're kind of down right still now. Still mediocrity. So, so we're kind of down right now. We'll be honest. We're a little... Eh. We, I think we've there's been high standards set for the last five or six years. Let's put Absolutely. it that way. So I think that's why a lot of Blues fans are acting the way they are. We try to be negative. We try to do our best. As Chris knows, I try to be more of an optimist than a lot of people. Yeah, I'm very bipolar. Yeah, and then I admit that I have my moments. And but I really think you could tell there's a problem. So oh, there's a problem. Yeah. So we're gonna get off the current Blues teams phrasing and go into a couple of different things. So this week in Blues history, I'll be honest that I, I my reference source, I'll use STL Blues History, at STL Blues History on Twitter, is a fantastic resource. Like, has a ton of stuff, and like just little clips of old things, and just and I kind of look into stuff a little bit more after that, but it gives me at least a general idea of what's going on this week, and it's fantastic. for any. If you're a Blues fan... This is a must-follow. Outside of us, this is a must-follow. So I really suggest that you uh, get in on this. So I agree. That's a really good Twitter handle to follow. Yeah. So let's go into a couple of different things this week. So uh, this technically happened like last week. Let's say November 9th. So I thought this was kind of a cool thing. So Craig McTavish scored his final goal in NHL, in NHL history. So, this is, so you ask, why is this such a big deal? Well, Craig Mitavish is the last player in the NHL to not have to wear he did not wear a helmet. He was he was grandfathered in him and Schneps, right? And but he was uh, he's the last player on the Blues, right? Officially, Schneps was the second to last, and then he was the last player to not. They were the last two guys in the league, right? Craig Mitavish wanted to be in the last player, yeah. So he scored a goal that night. Uh, his second, he only had two that year from. Uh, some two guys that you probably never heard of again. So, uh, Ricard Pearson and Libor Zabransky, Jeff Ponder's favorite player. Really? 
No, I'm just, he just says that just to be okay, funny. I was going to say, you gotta, someone's going to have to figure that one out for me. So, also this week, uh, Red Berenson was also named NHL West Player of the Week. Uh, he set the uh, uh, record on uh, February 3rd of that year. He scored six times in one game. It's a lot of goals. Yeah. Brett Hull never did that. Correct. So, six goals. He's still That's still an NHL record right now. Another thing, on November 9th, 1989, uh, Kelly Chase made his uh, debut in the league. For the Blues. Really? Yep. Against the Montreal Canadiens in a one-to-one tie. Uh, also, another enforcer made his uh, got his first NHL goal November 9th, 2000, against uh, Patrick Waugh. His uh, first NHL goal, pretty cool. And, you know, when Waugh was in Colorado on a 3-3 tie. Believe it or not, that's that's still what's going to thing back then. Reed Lowe. So, congrats to Reed Lowe. Not a bad Anders. goalie to put your first one in the net against. No kidding. So... Couple little things that are left here. Let's see. Pierre Turgeon had a hat trick, and Pavel Dimitri had two goals, three assists against the Blackhawks. And the Blues outshot the Blackhawks. How much do you think they shot, shot the Blackhawks? What's the year? Ninety-eight. Oh, number one line was Terjan, uh Pavel Dimitri, and Jeff Cortnall. I'm going to say that they outshot the Blackhawks, forty-six. Ooh, man, not bad. To thirteen. Did you look at this ahead of time? No. 41 to 14. Really? Yeah, look wow. at that. 5 to 2 win. So, and that was in 98. So, um, an inter- a funny story, which I'll go over, it was on the 10th of November, 1989. Brian Benning was traded to the by the Blues to, to LA Kings less than an hour after signing autographs for fans at a local store. Wow. He's like, join the Blue Note Club. And he was like, imploring youngsters to do it. And then, didn't make any mention of the LA Kings. And then he was, tra- and then he got traded. He literally, apparently, according to this article, knew. He was, getting, he was getting he was getting traded and didn't say anything. So I thought it was interesting. Nice. So uh, get what, your money. So the Blues also unveiled uh, in '94 their new jerseys, and with Brendan Shanahan and Curtis Joseph, the blue uh, excuse me the red the red diagonal yeah red diagonals were '94. Uh, Phil's get a bad rap, man. I thought I have no problem They're with them. Fine, I still break mine out every once in a while. Okay. Well, you have the uh, Gretzky one. Well, I have the home and away. Okay. Um, I yeah, have I have a Gretzky one. one. That's a blue one with the gold letters. I have a blank authentic white one. Mm-hmm. And then I have a replica blue one with Gretzky on it. And I have a blank white replica. So the Blues will be raising a banner in February for, uh, help me out, Plager, Bob Plager. Yep. Uh, but this week in 1989, uh, they honored uh, Dan Kelly by raising a banner in honor of him. With nice. uh, Which you, if you see in there, it's Dan Kelly with a shamrock. shamrock. So a lot of say that's Dan Kelly, who's a, the former announcer for the Blues and the dad of current Blues announcer, John Kelly. So, uh, it's funny, Bob Plager was, this was in a rumor mill, apparently, about him being traded in 75, uh, but he never, obviously, never was traded, yep. and just wound up retiring here. So, uh, anything else? Let's see, I'm just kind of looking at things. So, uh, Blues actually had a, uh, you know, Hall of Famer Pat Quinn was actually with the Blues in 67, 68. Yep. So, some, so some just cool stories. I highly suggest going through and just kind of looking at everything that kind of happens this week in Blues history. We'll bust this out every once in a while. We're kind of looking around and stuff and seeing what is there. Old clips, old like uh, there's an old All Star ballot. And I'll show you. I'll show you after this. Nice. And I, I look at the All Star ballot. And I remember like looking at All Star ballots when they actually handed them out to you. Yeah, in the seats. And you punched them out, and then you put them in the um, little in the box in the box at a time. You don't. There was no on obviously no online, and this is a '91. Yeah. For our 25th uh, anniversary of the Blues. So that's very cool. So I really uh, appreciate that. And I think that's a good little segment. Uh, are you going to go down and check out the uh, Blues exhibit at the library? I think I'll do one time if, just to see how it is. It's at the yeah. St. Louis uh, the St. Louis Public Library, not the uh, St. Louis County one. No. So down the down the city near the uh, arena. So I think I'm going to donate my paper bag. <laughs> so you want to tell that story then just so we can? Uh, long story short, uh, the year that the Blues came back from uh, the lockout when they lost the full season. And the Blues got rid of everybody. Got rid of Demetra, got rid of Pronger. We were terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a game. I had just moved back home. And uh, I went to a game against Edmonton. So Pronger was back in town. And I decided uh, I was going to go to a game and wear a paper bag on my head with the ice holes cut out. Like they do in New Orleans. And what people tend to do when teams are really bad. Funny thing is, I worked there that year. Okay. So funny, I like probably... Surprised I did not hear this story. But anyway, uh, go ahead. So on my way in, security's totally cool. It's like, hey, man, you got to take it off on your way through the turnstiles, but once you're in, you can wear it. And uh, in between the first and second period, uh, I get basically like run up on 
by this tiny little girl of a uh, usher who tells me that I have to take it off. It's not allowed to be worn inside. You can't wear anything that obstructs your face. And she plants a usher inside my section looking up at my seats the rest of the game. And uh, I asked the guy, hey, man, are you here to make sure I don't wear it? And he's like, dude, just please don't wear it. Uh, third period comes. We're blues are in their ass handed to him like five, six to one. The guy sitting next to me, who's not with the group of people I'm with, goes, give me the damn bag. And he puts it on. This guy who was watching us leaves, comes back with the chick who told us not to put it on, and two guys in black suits. They come up, take this guy, and say, sir, it's time for you to leave. Walk him downstairs. Uh, the lady realizes it's not me who's getting thrown out. They come back upstairs and, and tell me I have to leave. And, and then basically tell me that the reason I'm being thrown out is because I yelled at an usher in between the first and second period when I was told to take it off. And I was like, no, I didn't. And even if I did, if that's why I'm being thrown out, why didn't you throw me out when I did it? Why are you waiting until there's like six minutes left in the game? Um, so the next morning I get up and my buddy, he was with me, noticed that Bernie Miklas mentioned a guy in our section with the bag on his head. So I email Bernie Miklas, forward him the letter that I'm sending off to the Blues and Scott trade about how I think it's BS that I got thrown out and everything that happened. Monday comes, Bernie calls me, puts me live on the air, and then after that, puts the Blues general manager on the phone. At the time, it was Larry Plow. Larry Plow, right. And Larry and Bernie are talking. He's like, I'm aware of the situation. I don't know what happened. It shouldn't have happened. I really would like to find a way to make things right by this guy. Five minutes later, my phone rings. And, my, and the, it doesn't say, like, St. Louis Blues or St. Louis Post Dispatch. It's Larry Plow calling me from a cell phone. Comes That's up, hilarious. Larry Plow. And he invites me back to the game. And I watch Sidney Crosby's first visit to uh, Scott Trade Center sitting next to Larry Plow. That's awesome. I remember that game. That was one of the very few games that actually and we won. had people. Yeah. Because I remember watching that game as a uh, – because I worked as a group intern at that time. It was – Nah, I was kind of crowded that game, so I got to sit that down low still. Yeah. Say we had a, like a blues polo on, so I could sit wherever. Yep. And I sat there and watched. There were seats available. Oh, there were plenty of seats available. And I watched uh, his crowd. I'm like, dude, that dude's fast. He's going to be good. And he was, old. and he is. Good. So, all right. Well, let's uh, we'll wrap this up, and we'll get into a little bit more news, and we'll finish things off. Cool. Let's wrap things up here. Uh, so one last piece of news that we'll get into was the alumni rosters for the Blues alumni game that's getting played on December 31st at 1.30. So it's going to be uh, consist of three 20-minute periods with a running clock and two 12-minute intermissions. So the Blues have a very awesome roster. In my yes, opinion. we do. A nice hall. So the Blues alumni includes Hall of Famers. It's Total amount of points for their 27-man roster, 5,931 goals, 10,848 assists, and 16,799 points. And that's just between four guys on that team. <laughs> Correct. So, a very cool uh, experience. I think I'm definitely going to buy tickets for this. To go yeah, I, I'm in. Because I'm not going to be able to probably go to the other one. So, this will be just cool to see some really cool old uh, players. Depending on what your budget is, I may know a dude who can hook you up with tickets to both. Okay. We'll talk afterwards. But your budget needs to have a comma in it. Oh, my budget is not that, so okay. we're good. Thank you, though. So, <laughs> as we just talked about with the budget for this thing. So, Correct. Blues alumni roster is very cool. So, I'm going to go with uh, forwards, defense, goaltenders, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll do the Blackhawks, uh, which is not that good. Oh, that basically shows that you had too many winter classic Boy, games. I'm telling you. You know, like I was surprised. We'll talk about that. Anyway, Blues forwards, Larry Patey. Keith Who? K- Larry Patey? Sure. Yeah, I think he's an older 70s guy. Uh, Keith Kachuk, Dallas awesome. Drake. Awesome. Adam Oates. Sweet. Brett Hall. Shocking. <laughs> Gino Cavallini. Cool. Scott Mellonby. I was semi-surprised due to him being in the Montreal yeah, organization. I also. agree. Bernie Federico. Shocked. Peter Stastny. Cool. Terry Ake. All right. Kelly Chase. Shocked. Scott Young. All right. Pierre Turgeon. That's pretty awesome. Some guy named Wayne Gretzky. You're effing right. (laughs) 
So Wayne Gretzky is a play, which we kind of we kind of knew about that at a time. Yeah, I had a, a buddy of mine who recorded audio a couple of weeks down at Scott Trade and tipped me off to uh, some things. And he was right about everything except for two. Yeah, we're, so that was interesting. So who knows if something, maybe something happens. So maybe we'll talk about that in a second. So defense, Al McKinnis. That's awesome. Best boss in the world, Bruce Affleck. Awesome. <laughs> Can you smoke out there? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Jackman, very awesome. That's pretty cool. Garth Butcher. Awesome. Pretty cool. Jamie Rivers. Sure, why not? Uh, Paul Cavallini. I figured you were going to get them both. Yeah. Jeff Brown, very cool. Cool. Uh, Bryce Salvador. Yep. And Chris Pronger. Now, Salvador could have played for both teams, yes? Yes, technically. Do you think that's why we got Salvador they got Bears? Yeah, maybe. Mayers is pretty involved with the Blackhawks. Yeah, too. I thought that was the so, case. So I figured he would be more with them than us, which is fine. But yeah, they need him down there. So our goalie is Mike Liute. Yeah. I got to be honest. Are they yeah. propping that dude up with a stick? Because <laughs> he's, he's what, 102? He's old. Older. Wow. Uh, Martin Brodeur. Cool. And Stanislavski. Sure. And uh, old five hole himself. Shoot low, Blackhawks. Shoot low. Chris Mason. Wow. Oh, man. My buddy. So, so I was. we were surprised on two that we heard and we did not happen. I'm really shocked on one and I'm personally bummed on the other. So the the grant, oh, two, take back three then technically. Okay. Because um, we, we, I reported and I saw it on his Twitter. So people, somebody blatantly asked him he's going to be at the Winter Classic and he said, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. So I guess he's just going to be there in spirit and not playing. I guess his knees, I guess his, Nick I guess. his knee up. Did he up. play in the Edmonton one? I thought he did. I thought he did too. And I, maybe he played that and he was like, nah, I'm done. Yeah, maybe he just did. And he's like, ah, I can't do it again. So Grant Fuhrer is out. The other yeah. one is Curtis Joseph. Which, I am shocked. Well, the reason is, which we found out today, today was, was he's playing he, in the Toronto game. Which is the same day. But I got to be honest, man. If you ask nine. I think it's the same. If you had 10 yeah, people in hockey. Same. Don't you equate Curtis Joseph with the Blues more than any other team he played for? I think if you ask, I think you ask a Canadian person, he'll he'll still say Toronto. For real? I think he because that was towards more. the end of his career, wasn't it? He he played with technically Phoenix at the end of his career. If you want to be technical, he played more years in Toronto. Let me pull up. I'll pull Did up he second. really? Let me pull it. Up. I'll pull it up. Give me give me a second here. So. But his pr- let's, let's be real. His prime years were with St. Louis. His where he got popular. Hundred percent. You're correct. Because he went from St. Louis Edmonton. to Edmonton, Edmonton to Toronto. Yeah, Edmonton, Toronto, Toronto to Detroit, right. Detroit to Phoenix. Phoenix. I'll pull that up here. So the last uh, one that we were surprised, which you were personally bummed about. Yeah, I had heard that Craig Janney was going to be on the team because he made the U.S. Hall of Fame, which for me that was going to be awesome. And I figured that there was going to be a chance of that because obviously Brendan Shanahan's not going to be here. He has to be in Toronto. Which I, that's obviously why Shanahan's not on the team. Yeah. Uh, I figured with him not being there, you would bring in uh, uh, Janny. I'm assuming Craig or uh, not Craig Pierre Turgeon takes the Craig Janney spot. But yeah, I'm I'm really surprised that he's not playing in this game, especially because how he kind of had a um, love affair reignited with the St. Louis fan base last year. With the thing, Brian yeah. Elliott helmet. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure you would see Curtis Joseph in goal for the Blues. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll eat crow on that one there. I just uh, realized. So, he, uh, 89 to 95 with the Blues. Yeah. So, technically, six seasons if you want to count that. He only played 15 games in one and whatever. And only five seasons. In see, Toronto. and that's what I thought, man. And that's why I'm saying, like, I get that he had a good run in Toronto. Uh, I, mean, I can't count. Four seasons in Toronto. If, if, if he is, he's not in the Hall of Fame, correct? No. Hold please. No. When he goes in, I gotta imagine he goes as a blue. They don't. They don't do that technically. But and more, more, more highlights will be with right. Him. Yeah, I got you. Because he never won a cup anywhere, right? Yeah, he is. According to this, he has the most win, career wins of any goalie who has never played for a Stanley Cup winning team. Okay. Also, the first goalie to have 30 or more wins in a regular season for five different teams. Yeah. So um, he, I, uh, I, I get, look, I get why you want to play in Toronto in that game, the Centennial Classic. Yeah. That's hockey heaven. Uh, that is the New York of the, of the National Hockey League. Um, but it just really shocks me that he's not playing. And as much as I love that these two are, I could understand why people would be upset 
that both Brodeur and Gretzky are playing. You have two players who played maybe a total of 60 games between the two of them for the Blues. Yeah, I'm just reading. Uh, so I'm just reading real quick on his thing. Well, because he, he grew up in like Canada, right? So maybe that's why. Look, man, I get it. I, I, I'm obviously biased. Oh yeah. Um, to me, I, you know, I was born in '76. Curtis Joseph was my Blues goalie. You know, I, I that's got what in, grew, that's what we grew up on. Yeah, yeah. I got into the Blues the very end of the Riendo era. I think like one year of the Riendo era. Um, so for me. It was all Cujo. And then after that, Fear and on down the line. But I I just, if, if you would ask me who's the safe bet to be in goal for the Blues in the Winter Classic alumni game, I would have put all my money on Curtis Joseph. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so interesting there. That being said, our lineup is amazing Still Still compared to the Chicago Blackhawks, which I read it and felt like the guys in uh, in uh, um uh, what's the baseball movie? Major League. Mm. When they're looking at the lineup and they're like, Teddy Johnson. Yeah. Who are these effing guys? Yeah. So here's that a- Chicago lineup. Read it and tell me how many people you recognize. Because a lot of them are recent. That's my thing. Is like a lot of them are like recent retirees. Adam Burrish, who played two years ago for them. Kyle Calder, which I remember from the, yep. the garbage years. Yep. Daniel Carcillo was only a couple years ago. Yep. Jim Cummins, who I know was a tough guy back in the nineties. Yep. You know. Eric Daze, who was there during the Big Bust. Yeah, so I remember him. Ben Eager, fourth couple liner. A couple yeah. years ago. Dave Mackey. I remember the name. I don't remember the sure. player. Jamal Mayers. Yep. Grant Mulvey. Sure. Troy Murray. We all know that guy. We know Brian Noonan. Yep. Uh Brian Reed, Noonan, former blue. Yep. Reed Simpson. All right. That's your forwards. There you go. No Tony Amante. No JR. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve Larmer, Jeremy, Jeremy Roenick, what are you doing? I guess he has the. I'm broadcast. sure you're part of the broadcast, but dude, mic up. Yeah, Darren Pang is going to be part of the broadcast. He's playing goal. Yeah, foreshadow. But yeah, so defense, Adrian Acoin, only a couple years ago. Yep, Reggie Kerr. We all know him. Steve Conroy, that guy. Jack O'Callahan, who you know from the Miracle, right? Uh, Miracle on Ice. So that's the only reason I know him. Yep. Steve Popst. Yep. Former Blue, believe it or not. Sure. Brent Sopel, only a couple years ago. And also, from the Miracle on Ice team, Gary Suter. That's the literally the probably your, who I recognize the most of all those guys, who you consider maybe a great player. Right. Uh, goalies. Murray Banneram. Bannerman. Right. That guy. That memorable stint he had with the Blackhawks. Like you said, Darren Pang. Okay. Jimmy Waite. Awesome. That's their goalies. Yeah. I, who? Who yeah. are these guys? So, yeah. I think they had a raffle. <laughs> because I read that lineup and I was like, this is awful. Yeah. So, the Blues should win at least that game. Oh, my God. So, yes. So, the Blues are playing as we speak right now, and it's at least 0-0 from what I see. Right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. So, so we're uh, Buffalo at home tonight. A little homestand we got going on here. The San Jose Sharks, the rematch from the Western Conference Final on uh, Tuesday the 17th. On the 19th, we go have Nashville here. Hopefully, have a little better uh, luck. Then we go see our old friend David Backus if he's back. He's been injured, so hopefully he's back. Yep. We'll go to Buffalo on the 20 or not Buffalo, excuse me, Boston on 22nd. The next night, we visit old friend TJ Oshie mm-hmm. with the Washington Capitals on the 23rd. Then we get the Thanksgiving break for a couple days, and then the 26th, um, which is a Saturday after Thanksgiving, is Minnesota. Let me finish out the month with Dallas at home on the 28th. So a couple winnable games there, I think, a couple tough tests too. I agree. So I think it should be a nice little schedule we got coming up. We need to find out when the game in Buffalo is. Mm-hmm. Pray that it is a Saturday before a Bills home game. <laughs> let's see. I will look it up. So let's uh, – Obviously, Ashley's not here, so hopefully she uh, her issues are solved. She'll go correct. She she wants to talk about. It. She's and if it is time. a Saturday before a Bills home game, we need to go. <laughs> I need to because you need to witness firsthand Buffalo Bills tailgating. Yeah, Buffalo Bills tailgating is a uh, should awesome. be an Olympic sport. It's awesome. I I I will get into a side note there, but it is literally the it looks like the craziest, most fun thing in the world. 
Yes. Because it's just guys jumping through flaming tables. Singing Michael Jackson songs. A guy drinking beer out of a girl's butt the other day. Pooping in a bucket. Is a, a noon game um, on February 18th. Ah, uh, after the season. Yeah. So a little short there. But I thought that was interesting. So, yeah, that would be fun. Maybe another time for sure, though. But let's wrap things up here. So if you have to get a hold of us on the Twitters, it would be at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hossapalooza. And it's Ashley Ryan for anybody who wants to get a hold of Ashley. Uh, Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast. And also email blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. Website, blueshockeypodcast.net. Very simple. So this email got brought up. We have email. Oh, snap. I just got an email about 20 minutes before you got here. All I, right. I checked it out. So we'll go over it real quick. Is it some dude saying that he needs our bank account so he can deposit $3 million U.S. million? Believe it or not, we have a rich African prince who wants to need That's what I'm money. saying. That's legit. Those are legit. No, I'm joking. We don't have that, though. No, a legit question. I, before she did not sign it, so I can't say if we'll say anonymous. Okay. Uh, he said he loves podcasts, so thanks for that. Thanks. Um, he said that he is a 12-game pack holder like yourself. Okay. And he only got to buy two tickets to the Winter Classic because he has two tickets. Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. He says that he has either a friend or knows somebody in the winter, in the Cardinals organization who was able to buy four tickets despite only having two tickets. And I said – I've not responded, but I'll just respond here is easier for me than typing it up. Um, I know because one of my parents uh, was able to purchase tickets because since they have Cardinal season tickets, they yep. were selected from a lottery. They had a lottery system for them, too. And they have four tickets, but they were only allowed to buy four. So I can't speak to that. So all I can say is I know for at least Cardinals. He was more upset because it's like the Cardinals, you know, you don't even get to buy it. And they had less for real fa- like fans, right. you know. Which well, we've talked about in the past, which we thought was, you know, here's, I, I, you get it, but at the same time, right. it's upsetting. Here's what I can tell you, and this is what was, was explained to me by the Blues ticket guys when I signed up for my 12-game pack. Because originally what I wanted to do was buy a suite because I knew that I could find 16 to 25 people mm-hmm. to, to split the cost of a suite with me. Mm-hmm. I was told that the way this game works, even though it is technically a Blues home game, is it works like the Super Bowl, which is always a neutral site, that the NHL controls everything. The St. Louis Blues get an allotment of tickets to sell to their fans, however they seem fit. The Chicago Blackhawks get an allotment of tickets to sell to their fans, however they seem fit. Obviously, you're going to go through your season ticket holders, VIPs, things like that. Anything that's left over goes to general, general sale. All the suites all the premium stuff like that, all is handled by the NHL proper Mm -hmm. and usually is used to take care of sponsors, media, VIPs. And as you say that, that. there is actually technically uh, on the Q&A, our FAQ list on the Blues website that Mm -hmm. I was looking at the other day for Winter Class tickets just because I was a little bored. They actually talked about suites. And I was like, huh, if you would like a suite, you can be put on a suite waiting list. Yeah, is the best that you could do. So we well, what that means we is were the, hoping that the that NHL would, must not have needed all of them, or if one for some reason falls through or whatever. Right. But the, all of them are reserved for because we tried multiple routes to do that because we'd rather. Have I went that. through the Blues. I went through the. I went through the Cardinals. I went through. A couple I of went people too. through uh, uh, buddies of mine at Live Nation and AEG. I went through pretty much every avenue that I could think of that has their hands in in tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was told the same thing. Yeah, so yeah, we we'll get your we get your frustration, sir. But you know, that's uh, unfortunately the good how news is, are. sir, you are going. Yeah, so at least you get to go. Unlike possibly myself, I, honestly, I'm not complaining about it because at the end of the day, we're still going to tailgate. We we'll have more details about that coming up. Yep, I think I found a spot officially where we can tailgate. We're going to have good. some cool stuff going on. Uh, more details about that in the coming weeks as I Play talk some sauce to toss. We're going to do some sauce toss, and I think we might have a mini sauce toss. Breaking news from Scott Trade Center. Uh, Reinhardt at the 7.55 mark, your Buffalo Sabres won, St. <laughs> Louis Blues zero. Uh, there we go. So, once again, yay for us. Three shots on goal for the Sabres, nine for the Blues. Well, it tells you how at least it's going. Sounds about right, though. Yeah. So anyway, Sam Reinhart, the Blues Killer. Yeah, apparently. So all right. Hopefully, Ashley will be back next week, and uh, 
Once we officially have our new board, we're back to go, going full blow. Blow. Well, full blow. All right. Well, whatever you want to say. Giggity. <laughs> How you doing? So, uh, we'll be on f- regularly on Sunday. Breaking news on the power play. Blues goal scored by number 15, Robbie Fabry, assisted by number 91, Vladimir Tarasenko, and double deuce, Shat Deuces. Are you sure you're not reading the uh, stuff from last game? I'm pretty sure. I know, I'm just joking with you. So anyway, it sounds very familiar though, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, so anyway, that's about it. So good stuff around here. We're going to have, uh, for at least we have planned out through the holidays and stuff, and our all our cool stuff will be, uh, oh, there it is. I got the Blues thing. There's a one-to-one, so. Awesome, good stuff coming through the holidays. We'll keep coming at you. It'll be good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, we, we got to turn this thing around, man. We yeah, can't let this season go to waste. I think, uh, like we said, transitional year, but I think uh, we can turn it around. So plenty of time. We're only in the game number twenty something. So, all right, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.